we were do doing this it. action. I thought we. I thought I was going faster. We got out. You are listening to the Freelancer <laughs> Codex, a podcast brought to you by the Shut Up and Respawn Network. Hey, welcome everyone to episode 129 of the Freelancer Codex podcast. I am your host, Steve, along with my co-host, Michael and Devin. And this is July 2nd of the year 2020 and 2020 sucks. Hopefully we can get past this year and just move on to years that don't suck. Like 1998. I don't know if 1998 sucked or, or not, to be honest, but you know. Maybe it was you okay. Can't remember. You can't remember that far back? I actually don't remember that far back. 1998, NSYNC was probably big, I'm sure. Like, the, the big battle was between NSYNC and Backstreet Boys, I'm guessing. I don't know. Devin would probably know. He's a fan of the Backstreet Boys. So, welcome, everyone, to episode 129 Backstreet of the Freelance Codex Podcast. Not even close. NSYNC. Mike is, Mike is, Mike is back with us um, from being so gone from... Backstreet Boys. <laughs> so, we're here to talk about video games, so... Before we do that, I want to thank all of our patrons that have been supporting us throughout the years of the podcast. It has really, really helped us um, stick with it. It's helped us manage the back-end costs of this podcast, and you have all proven that you're just all-around awesome people. So thank you very much for that. If you want to join these awesome people, you can do that at patreon.com slash freelancercodex, and you can join one of our tiers. I mean, you can get 15 minutes of bonus content that we record every week. Um, sometimes it's more because sometimes we record at the end of the show also, and you can get that just by donating a dollar of your hard-earned cash um, and getting that content on your podcast catcher um if that if it causes any type of hardship though to donate please don't and right now there's probably a lot of better causes to donate to than the freelancer codex but if you have an extra buck hey that'd be awesome to kick our way so we really appreciate it all right i think other than that guys i think we can just dive into a lot of the news stuff um don't really have a lot of things to talk about at the top of the show there is some news going on but it seems to me like it's been kind of a slower news week right Devin? i mean has there been anything huge that's like man this is like um, this is going to change the industry nothing huge nothing that we're not going to talk about so um yeah so you know what nothing, we need to do we need to have crazy. we need to have keanu reeves bring us in keanu reeves yeah, Keanu Reeves. I was thinking Christopher Reeves there for a second. You think Keanu would ever play Superman in a movie? Do you think he could do it, or he just he'd have to shave his beard and that would look weird? That'd be like Reeves. I mean, you you've seen the trailer for Bill and Ted Three, right? He without his beard. <laughs> no, I haven't seen the trailer like. for Bill and Ted Three. <laughs> yeah, huh. check it out. It's out there. It's online. I didn't realize that they were making one. Those guys are not young anymore. No, where you been, not. man? They announced it like last year. I even shared it on the Discord. All right. 2020 sucks, Devin, right? All right, Keanu, bring us in. <laughs> All right. I got to talk to you about something. All right. So this hot off the presses isn't really not hot off the presses. This is news from this last week. So this could have been from last Friday for all I remember. So The Last of Us Part 2 sales are already over 4 million copies. Um, and this comes from Game Informer. So in sales data revealed on PlayStation blog, of course, PlayStation's going to you know want to talk about this. Hey, SJ, what's up? Thanks for hanging out with us. We're talking about the news. Glad you can be with us again. Um, so they revealed on the PlayStation blog that Naughty Dogs, The Last of Us Part Two, is now the fastest selling first party PlayStation 4 game to date, selling more than 4 million copies as of June 21st. The game officially released on June 19th, 
So that's a pretty impressive number in according and accounting for roughly just three days of sales. That's pretty impressive. Like 4 million copies is really good. I think, um, uh, shoot, what company just announced? I think it was Bandai Namco. They make, um, what's the, what's the uh, airplane game? Devin Ace Skies. Combat. Ace Combat. Okay. They just announced that they um, reached 2 million sales and that game has been out for a couple of years now. So for a game to hit 4 million sales in three days is pretty impressive. That's like going back to Halo 2 days when they sold like, I forget how many millions of copies they sold on the first day. But um, no, this is this is pretty huge. This is pretty huge for Sony. I mean, their first their first party third person action adventure games always do really well. So this is just gonna another indicator that hey, we're doing something right. They're gonna keep doing it. Uh, Last of Us Part Two has been getting a lot of t- um, really high scores from the press. Um, not so many high scores from um, people that have been playing the game. So there's always that kind of disparity between games that people consider masterpieces and people that have been review bombing it. I have not played it. I have no interest in playing the last of us. Um, I know humanity sucks already. I don't need a game to tell me that humanity sucks already. So I really am excited for people that are excited for that. So we've got the lot in the chat. Thanks for hanging out in the chat with us. I guess I don't know what language that's speaking. Maybe. Um, Okay, I don't understand <laughs> chat right now, and chat is like super distracting me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I don't know what language it is. I thought you spoke other languages. I don't <clears throat> speak so. Like at first, I thought it might have been Spanish, Spanish? but I'm not know. getting some of that. So it could be Latin for I don't know. Fear Gambit, thanks for hanging out, Devin. This is something that just dropped recently. Ubisoft yeah. hyper hyperscape. I have been looking into this very shallowly. I need you to tell me what this is. Well, hyperscape. So it was kind of leaked, like two days. No, hyperspace. Whether's... Sorry, I said hyperspace. That's wrong. Yes, hyperscape. Sorry, it's like planetscape yeah. and yeah. hyperspace, hyperlight drifter put together, right? No. Yeah, so it's kind of like futuristic, cyberpunk-ish. You know, that's what they're kind of going for. There's a lot of that going around this year, cyberpunk-esque. Um, but uh, so hyperscape was kind of leaked uh, online a couple of days ago, but then people that were working on it kind of talked about it so how much of a leak was it i don't really know um probably a uh, planned leak but do you think so is that close to release well i mean they they showed off concept art and stuff like it was public on twitter so i don't know that was like two days ago and they even put the link up to the twitter handle for the game and everything and they're like oh check back soon on the twitter handle so but uh, yeah, I mean, it's their, their Battle Royale. It's free to play. You can watch it right now on Twitch. Lots of uh, streamers are playing it, right? Um, and you can get a code to the technical test. Yeah, you just have to watch them. Just like most Twitch drops, you just have to watch them and, uh, for 20 or so minutes and link your Ubisoft account, and they'll give you a code, and you can jump in and play. I don't know if you can only play on PC or if it's on console right now as well. I haven't looked to see what the code gives you i watched earlier today and was watching some people play um i guess it has 100 players and they're battling out so i mean it looks like you have different abilities and things you can choose to set up your character there was like people can drop health you can put up a shield wall uh, you can go invisible um it's a, just some different ideas I, I did like their instead of going to the gulag like in call of duty where it's kind of separate you know they kind of brought it together in Call of Duty, but in here, it's like really 
a part of the game you have so long it's a countdown timer and your people that are still alive on your team have to revive you and they can't they can't see you but you can see them and you're running around trying to find one of these spaces that you can get revived at um you can also i mean if you're chatting you can tell them where enemies are because you can still see them but you only have a specific amount of time and they have to come and revive you at these specific locations so you can get revived so um it's interesting Uh it, that is interesting. I, I will say, though, for me personally, I will never go watch someone play a game for a chance to get a code for that game. I for a chance think to get that to it, play it. You won't watch yeah. someone play a game to get a chance to play a game? I know it worked like really well for Valorant, um, but Riot is a huge developer with huge pedigree, so people would have been excited for anything that they put out. But it's just not something that I want to do, especially for a game that I... I don't, I don't know. And, and this is just me because it worked with Valorant. Lots of people do it. Tons of people watch Twitch anyway. So if there's a chance to get something, I mean, it's a no-brainer for a lot of people. So I know this is yeah. just a me thing. But I just don't want to sit down and only have a chance, right, to get something. I know I think right now if you watch for 20 minutes, you get a drop while watching. Yeah, it's a guaranteed drop, basically. Yeah, it's a guaranteed yeah, I mean, drop. I mean, you can most just... of the, the Twitch drops work. It's just if you watch. Well, most of them aren't guaranteed, though. Uh, yes, yeah, so, I mean if they're drops enabled. In my experience, anyways, the only things I've I've ever watched like were for Sea of Thieves, and that was get pretty much guaranteed. If you watch for this specific amount of time, then you get the drop. Um, as well as this, I mean, I didn't really go and watch it too good because I didn't even know that was a thing until I was like watching them, and they're like, "Oh yeah, if you watch, you know, the streamers were telling were telling chat that." And I was like, "Oh, cool, okay, yeah." So Whatever. so this is this is the press blurb from Ubisoft. It says Ubisoft is unveiling its new science fiction battle royale game called Hyperspace, where 100 players battle each other <laughs> in first person combat. Hyperspace to be the to be. Did I say it again? <laughs> yeah, you said hyperspace. <laughs> I just really want to go to hyperspace. That's really what it is. Let me try that again. <clears throat> Ubisoft is unveiling its its new science fiction battle royale game called Hyperscape. Kind of like planet. No, that's planet side. Maybe I'm thinking, what's that? What's that TV show? That sci-fi TV show that had scape in it? Farscape. Farscape. Yep. Not to be confused with the Farsight. Um, so hyperscape, where yeah, where 100 people or 100 players <laughs> battle each other in first-person combat to be the last one standing, while the audience tries to influence the outcome. Such free-to-play battle games are a hot trend in the gaming industry. Uh, thanks, Venture B, for letting us know that it's hot. As the barrier to get into the game is low, Call of Duty Warzone saw more than 6 mil- 60 million downloads in two months, and the EA has been busy updating its Apex Legends. Le- Guys, it's been a really yeah. long day for me, so just Bro. like, I, mean, I so will get through this. To know, right, the thing I think, they only have 100 players. Call of Duty just upped uh, Warzone to 200 players. And so like, and when you're first playing it, it doesn't look like... I mean, I haven't played it, but when you're watching people play, it does not look like there's a lot of people in the games. Um, because I, I can't, I'm still trying to figure out their user interface. Like yeah, in Call of Duty, is another it gives one you teams, players, you know, and that kind of stuff. Whereas I, this one has like players and I don't know, doesn't have anything for the teams, but it just doesn't seem like very much when you're playing a game, you know, like Call of Duty Warzone where there's 200 players and there's not really any issues. Yeah. So, and this is the big takeaway here. Um, so, Hyperscape, I got it right, takes place in 2054. By that time, the internet has morphed into a virtual world dubbed the Hyperscape. That's a dumb name. Sorry, I don't. Sorry, Ubisoft. The, calling the <laughs> calling it the Hyperscape is real dumb. 
It is a portal to the future, a kind of metaverse or virtual universe where you work, learn, or play, um, said the developer. The first map is a virtual city dubbed Neo Arcadia. It looks like a bit like Paris, but with super modern architectural style. The city has nine districts and nine landmarks. Each match can have 100 solo players or 33 teams of three players each. It's a mixture of Rainbow Six meets Assassin's Creed, and you get to have interactions with your Twitch streamers. Um, so that's weird. If it can only have 33 teams of three, that's 99. It's yes. not 100. So where that's does how that math that works, last Kevin. player come from, though? What if you just have he a doesn't have any player in there? But you can't, because that would be a team. No, that's why there's only 99 people, because that's how math works. Yeah, but it says that it's 100 players, but it's not 100 players if you can only have 33 teams. Mm-hmm. Each match can have people. 100 solo players or... 33 oh, teams of three players each. See, I missed you weren't speaking correctly. I didn't hear that part. Yeah, I, I've been struggling. It's been a really long day. I have no, you know, I mean, this free to play. Should we just try it? I mean, there's three of us. Maybe we should download it after the show and we should go try it. Well, I you mean, have to watch it to be able to get watch a code. to get, yeah, we got to Never get mind. Code. That's a dumb idea. Let's move on, all right? I mean, I have a code, but you don't have a code. Well, you tell us how it is. You go in with your friends, you stream it, and you tell us how it is. I just, I don't know. Like, looking Devin, at the footage Devin of Devin will be that single person in there because we can't play with Like, them. hey, guys, what are you doing? I just showed up. Um, yeah, because I just, I, I don't know. I, I looked at a couple streams, and you drop in like you do in Fortnite. You drop in like you do in Apex. Like, it's, there's got to be a different way to, like, start these games, right? I mean, we don't have to follow the same pattern as every Battle Royale that came before us. I mean, that's what got us into... I mean, unless that's just like, hey, this is that's think, what people know, so they I have think that's to do the it that thing way. for now. Yeah, that's you have the to thing start for every now. game with a kickoff. Mm-hmm. I mean, in Call of Duty, you can actually kill people as they're going floating down. So, I mean, that's the cool thing for that. Whereas this one, you're like, you're in like almost looking like a drop pod. Several streamers called it like an ODST drop pod. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, you can maneuver around. The whole thing is, is like you're supposed to drop down. You can pick a spot, but then you can also change where you want to drop in, based upon people. I would like it, you know, uh, if you couldn't change it, like you just pick your spot and it just drops you in right there, you know. And instead of the if, flying, if part? you get like 50 people all dropping in the same part, the same spot, it's going to be super hot drop right there, you know. And uh, I mean, that's kind of what it is in Call of Duty, anyways. With 200 people, when you go to these bigger places it's, it can be really hot when you're when you're dropping in but you could drop it like it's hot drop it like it's hot you know i mean we i mean we kind of talked about wanted to talk about halo and what they're going to do to compete against these so i don't know if you want to talk about it here or a different time no let's totally talk about halo now because i think like you were talking about call of duty having you know upping their limit to 200 people we're on the verge of next generation hardware coming out like we've been doing the hundred man things for a while now. Like that is clearly the next thing that we need to achieve is having, you know, 500 people, you know, 1000 people going in on these battle rides. I mean, it's a single map like that. That's where the next innovation I think will come from. And that's what will be exciting to more people is like, Hey, cool. You were the best out of a hundred people. Yeah. But who was the best out of like 500 people? Who was the best out of a thousand people? Um, because if we get if we have super fast loading times, um, I guess that that's really more like server side stuff. Being able to, yeah. you know, get all that data from <clears throat> one thousand people on the same map shooting each other at the same time and registering all those hits. But I mean, that's that's the kind of stuff I'm interested in. I just, I guess 
like the battle royale genre is just not for me and i don't know like i mean it's but, it's fun when you're playing with friends and, and different things for me it's it can be really long games where you don't get a lot accomplished I mean, you could get, you know, like when we were playing last night on stream, we were getting maybe six or seven kills as a team, you know, total or whatever, getting into the top ten. But we're moving through, and, like, you see some people when you kill them and you keep going, trying to maneuver into the circle. So I don't I, Sometimes for me it's a little too slow, and so I, I don't like to just hang out and wait. I just want to press. And so at, at the same time, it's like, yeah, it's fun, but I also just want to go back to just doing regular multiplayer where – it's more action, you know, a more constant yeah, you, action. You're, you're not just looting things. You're upgrading weapons. You're just, all right, we're here to fight. We're in deathmatch, and that's what we're going to do. So what do you yeah. think Halo has to do to compete? Because if they just come out with a multiplayer mode, I mean, yeah. all the big guys are doing the Battle Royales. Is there another game out right now that is only doing, like, small multiplayer? No, I mean, besides Valorant. Right, I mean, but that's PC only, and that's a different type of multiplayer. Um, I don't know. I mean, because Halo is different. I mean, they talked about it like two years ago when they said, "No, we're not doing a battle royale." I mean, obviously the ODSTs are a perfect opportunity to do an easy battle royale. You don't even have to worry about Spartan abilities. You can just do regular soldiers, and it's still like, oh, you can pick up everything that you could do in a regular one. It's all just Halo themed, and you know, still do it with you ODSTs, but. Do you think that would be enough, though, if they just skin it Halo and it's like another Battle Royale where you drop in? I mean, what would it have to do to, like, really set it apart from everything else that's out there? Because you have to get that market share. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing is when you have 60 million people, you know, 80 million people, 100 million, how many, how many people are playing all these Battle Royales? Because you got, you know, PUBG, Fortnite, Call of Duty, Apex. So there's four huge ones right there. So how many millions of people are playing right there? And how how do they take some of that market share away from them to get them to come play Halo? And if they're all just playing Battle Royale, you know, private I don't servers. think regular multiplayer. I mean, you can have private servers because, I mean, they have – you can do that with, like, Battlefield somewhat. You couldn't really do it in Battlefield Five. They do have that coming in here in a, rec- in a new update coming out, but – where you could rent servers and, and do run it all yourself and everything else. That, that was always like Battlefield scene, but that's only 64 player. And so even their Battle Royale was only 64 players because that was like their big thing, but they also have destruction and everything else that goes on in their maps. But I don't know. I mean, it's, I wonder, it's tricky. Yeah. I think if they I know. did it right with Halo, they could have an easy Battle Royale and it would work work great because it can just function that way. But if they included maybe – what was that game we tried? We played. It was uh, on the Epic Game Store. Uh, the cycle that had yeah that had PVE elements also in there with the battle royale. Right. Which I mean, you could have Covenant or the Banished or whoever invade part of the maps and different things, and that might be interesting. I'm not sure. Yeah, it, it just I mean they they're going to have a lot of ground to make up right now coming out with whatever the new halo is going to be, especially because we've know very little bit little about it so far. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm excited for the single player campaign anyway, and excited to get some multiplayer matches in, but I don't know if a game like halo, like is going to have the legs. Like if they just do the same thing they did with halo five, which had an amazing multiplayer mode. I mean, halo five multiplayer, yeah. I think is the best feeling multiplayer of any of the halos games that I played in a long time. It just, it feels buttery smooth. But it just never had the staying power um, 
for mass markets. I know there's a lot of people that still play it, but it just didn't have that staying power that it used to. And if they don't do something different, I don't think it will unless they try to innovate. Well, I mean, their biggest multiplayer was Big Team Battle, and that was only 16 players, right? So, I mean, yeah. that's obviously not going to cut it. You know, I mean, at a minimum, I think they have to do much larger teams for Big Team Battle. Even if it's not a Battle Royale, they need at least, I'd say, minimum 64 like Battlefield currently has. Or I would prefer if they did 100. You know, I think that would be even crazier. But I don't know how they do that with their traditional game types or, you know, because it have to be more of a Battle Royale when you get to those levels. I don't know what they do, but... That's definitely, I mean, that's why they get paid the big bucks to figure out what are they going to do to compete in this current multiplayer market, you know, that is basically Set. controlled by battle royales, right? So. And, you know, the mass, the big thing about that is being able to watch them on <clears throat> Twitch and, you know, that's, I don't know. Um, so should we dive into the, a little bit of the Halo uh, Mega Bloks leaks that we got since we're on the Halo topic already yeah. and just kind of <clears throat> jump around over here? All right, so we're not going to spoil anything for Halo Infinite. We're just going to talk about this in very vague terms that'll just frustrate people uh, when they want to know about things. So <laughs> Mega Blocks released a bunch of images, and they have done this in the past, where they have released images of their toys at different conventions ahead of a game being released. So things got leaked that way. There, what, there's a pretty big spoiler in one of the images. Um, so unless you want to be spoiled on what happens... Like, I, I kind of wish that I didn't look at it. It's kind of that big of a spoiler. I mean, so, is it, though? I mean, it, no, it, it is. It's pretty massive. Any, I mean, it, if but, it hey, is. Hey, just careful, careful. You know, careful. if it's that that person, you know, hey, maybe. Hey, you were, you were still getting up to that like line. it could be just like any person, or it could be, you know, whatever. Because, I mean, if you look at, you know, like in Halo Wars 2, right, we'll talk about the enemies in Halo Wars 2, the Banished. So if you okay. haven't listened to... You know, 343 put out their, their signal, you know, uh, which is their first tease. And it's basically confirmed, yes, the Banished are in Halo Infinite. But uh, in uh, Halo Wars 2, you could see the leader of the Banished had uh, armor from fallen enemies, right? All about him. He had UNSC logo gear and everything else. And because the Banished defeat, you know, whoever and take their stuff and, and use it as their own and improve it or use it to improve what they're doing. So that's part of what they do. They are kind of like the Borg or whatever that is, where they you know just they take assimilate. over things and yeah, assimilate with that stuff, and it just becomes part of the banished, right? Um, so I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I so there was there was a tweet that came out um, also saying, and this was who's this tweet from, Devin? Let me. It's not. It's written here. from uh, he's community manager. This is Brian Gerard. Okay. So Brian Gerard says, while we unfortunately had toy leaks earlier this year, products appearing now are all expected and part of the roadmap. We wouldn't intentionally spoil key game details. So don't read too much into anything. Not every collectible is a literal tie-in to the game. Now I will yeah, point see? out that he said we wouldn't intentionally spoil key game details. But they obviously did, um, intentional or not. So, I mean, sometimes this happens. Sometimes books, comics get released or things get pushed. I mean, I know, a lot of retailers, like, spoil things all the time. 
So yeah, I would say just avoid this. I mean, it's pretty big. It's a big deal. So avoid the avoid looking at Megablock stuff for a while. So, all right, Mike, do you want to talk about the uh, Microsoft uh, closure of all of its retail stores? So you kind of just let that cat out of the bag. <laughs> um, Microsoft, <laughs> Microsoft is closing all of their retail stores i guess that was a bad um, segue huh it kind of it kind of was a bad segue it wasn't it wasn't as good as the segues that i that i usually give so microsoft um the storefronts if you had stores that, how many stores would you have exactly <laughs> name so, all the stores so they're not they're not closing all the stores storefronts in new york city london sydney and redmond will remain open but microsoft is about to mostly give up on its physical retail today the company announced plans to permanently close all Microsoft store locations in the United States and around the world, except for the four locations that will remain open and they will be re-imaged. Have you ever been in a Microsoft store? Nope. Devin, like honest and true? I don't know where the closest one is to us. Honest and true, that's where I played, uh, I got to use an Xbox One launch system before it came out because I- Have you ever been into an Apple store? Yeah. Steve? Um, no, because like, what are they going to tell me? I think you right. buy the, you come buy the super expensive device. buy an iPad or something else. <laughs> no, I buy all my stuff online. We live in the middle of nowhere. Where's the closest Apple store to us? Albuquerque? Albuquerque is the closest to us, which is where the closest, which is where the closest Microsoft store was. Yep. Although, I mean, so, so I guess <laughs> hey, I Phaedra. get it. Phaedron says, Devin, uh, number one fanboy. <laughs> number one Xbox <laughs> fanboy. <laughs> So I guess I, I guess so. I get it, right? I guess I get it. Storefronts just in general are leaving. Um so so I get it. It's not it's not surprising. It's it's a little kind of all sad because then you go to the mall and it's just another empty space inside the mall and our mall has a lot of empty spaces. Not that our mall had a Microsoft store, but I'm just saying. Um mm-hmm. so those locations, the locations that are staying open are going to be in New York on Fifth Avenue, which I totally go to every time I'm in New York. All the times you've uh, been to New York. London and the Oxford Circus, which is really surprising to me because you'd think the elephants and the lions and the bears would not be okay with a Microsoft store being right in the middle of their circus. Or do I, <laughs> I not understand? Or do I not understand what a circus means in London? Maybe you don't understand um, London. I guess not. Sydney in the Westfield Sydney and the Redmond campus location, which I'm guessing Redmond campus. That's Microsoft's new yep. word for headquarters. I don't know why people just don't call it their headquarters. Anymore. Why does it have to be a campus? Right. Oh, we're going to the Google campus. Like, Cause it sounds less anyway, corporate. It sounds I, less I corporate. Guess. Right. Right. I mean, those are right. their flagship stores. So they're just like, eh, eh. That's you, what they you're, them. you're that outlier who, who will never say Microsoft does anything bad. So you they have do to lots stay over of stuff there. wrong. All right. Uh, the London know. store, <laughs> the London store only opened just about a year ago. All other Microsoft store locations across the United States and globally will be closing and the company will concentrate on digital retail moving forward. Microsoft says Microsoft, Microsoft says Microsoft.com and the Xbox and Windows storefronts reach up to 1.2 billion monthly customers in 190 markets. The company has not specified whether layoffs will come as a result of the widespread closure that that no, I thought doesn't they, already, make a, they already specified that nobody none of them were losing their jobs yeah so. they're just redistributing people but i, I want to go back to the uh the that xbox and windows storefronts where they talk about 1.2 billion monthly customers 
your storefronts suck. Like, I feel sorry for the 1.2 billion <laughs> monthly customers. Like, fix your storefront. Like, I don't know how many times Maybe. I have to give my login information, Xbox Ambassador Devin, in order to log into the Microsoft Store. And when are they logging into this one? It's like I don't have to give my information anytime. It's always logged in. (laughs) Yeah, that's because you're an ambassador. Like, don't log out. Okay. (laughs) Like every time, it's like, are you logged in here? Are you logged in here? I mean, when I log in on my computer, it logs me into my account information. I don't. I you. I mean, you can argue all you want, but you cannot deny that their storefront sucks. I mean, that's say it, Devin. He's not going to do it. Look at that. (laughs) He's not going to do it. I don't have any issues like other people who can't, you know, use search engines oh my or something. All right. <laughs> so moving on, because we Devin just won't admit like how bad it is. Because it it's really be better. Bad. All right. There's always room wow. for improvement, Steven. That is the I most diplomatic Xbox caved. ambassador thing. I can't about. believe you caved. You should hand in your ambassadorship right now. You ambassador. I'm gonna call up Phil and be like, Phil, Devin said it. He said your store sucks. And then Phil just be like, all right, I we'll just shut it down like words. we did Mixer. <laughs> yeah, don't don't threaten Phil. He'll shut you down like he shut down Mixer like over a tweet. So, all right. Um, so hopefully um, redistribute. Hopefully everyone gets redistributed, right? Um, Phaedron says. Phaedron says, "I have a question for Devin, also known as the number one Xbox fanboy. <laughs> if, if next gen games are going to be seventy dollars, Phaedron, why do you keep jumping the shark? Um, we'll talk about jumping that, the ship." No, it's jumping the shark. Jumping the ship is jumping off the ship. If you Who jump over the shark? shark, well, if you are already jumping over the shark, then you went past the story. So, um, so yeah, we'll get to that because we have all the questions to talk about the Xbox ambassador. All right. <laughs> um, Microsoft, speaking of Microsoft, is getting in on Summer Games Fest with game demos on Xbox One. So they are going to say there's going to be nearly 100 demos on the dashboard. That's coming up at the end of this month. That's going to be running through the 21st to the 27th. Steam recently did this, and they had like a bunch of um, – they had something like 900 demos on Steam over that weekend. And there was just – there were so many dang demos. Like you, there's no way you were going to see them all. There's no way you can get through them all. They just had a lot of them. So they're bringing about 100 of those. I'm sure there will be some games that were on there um, that are coming to Xbox. This is a great opportunity. I think this is one of the things that we talked about when E3 was first being canceled, that this is a great opportunity to bring demos out to people that aren't at the show. I know they did a little bit of this last year, Devin, for people on Xbox anyway, but it's a great chance that people can see these games without actually having to go to E3, spend all the money, wait in the lines, and they just get access to them. I think the 21st to the 27th for 100 game demos is a little short, so you're just going to have to kind of pick and choose. I mean, it's a Um, full week, so, I mean, yeah, you just got to go through and see what tickles your fancy, play it for 30 minutes, and uh, move on. We don't know how long these demos are. Most of them are in unfinished states. You know, they're not like traditional demos where they give you this good slice of here it is. I mean, the games might even crash. Who knows? Hopefully not. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's a demo, so I'm sure it possibly could. Um, but yeah, I mean, this, these are always super cool events. The Steam event was really cool. I got to see a lot of cool games that I'm excited for that I put on my wish list. So this coming to Xbox is a great opportunity for more gamers to see more games published by indie developers that are trying to get their names out there. And to be an indie developer with, you know, that many games coming out all the time, like that's pretty huge. So good on them. Yeah. Just, just not through their storefront. 
Just not to the storefront because it sucks. All right, so I mean, I don't have any problems buying the stuff I need. Hey, <laughs> hey, Devin, Xbox uh, Game Ambassador, you want to talk about Sony's uh, foray into the Indian issue, or do you <laughs> yeah, want someone that, else to do that? That's funny, right? So Microsoft <laughs> has this whole month of June was going off on all these indie titles. Summer of, you know, ID Xbox showing off all kinds of games, everything else. You know, it was like five hours apart. Their tweets were five hours apart. Not that I counted. But they were five hours apart from Sony announced, hey, we've got these nine indie games that we want to highlight that are on the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. And uh, Microsoft's like, oh, we got a full week of over 100 demos of indie games for everybody to play on the Xbox. And so, uh, I mean, it's good. They used to be all about indies, you know, especially at the, the end of the PlayStation 3 and beginning of the PlayStation 4. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but uh, I don't know. I mean, nine doesn't really seem like they're doing doing very much for those smaller studios, but I'm sure they do a lot of things that we just don't know about. And there's a lot of indie games on the PlayStation market. Um, so hopefully they give, they said there's going to be more. They only announced those nine that day they announced it. And um, so we'll see what else they have to share, you know? So. Yep. I mean, all we can do is wait. All right. So now we get to the part that Phaedron has been waiting for on when you're waiting on something, what do you say? Waiting on what's the, pins how's the thing go, Mike? Waiting on pins and needles. So why would you wait on pins and needles? Wouldn't that hurt? I mean, there's, um, there's gotta be a, not if there's a lot of them. All right. Phaedron. Thanks for the sub dude coming in hot with that Twitch sub. Thank you. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we all need to sing like a song for Phaedron. Does anyone have a like um, right off the? I think he's happy right if we just answer song. his sing question. A song about Phaedron. What if we just like not answer? <laughs> what, what if we just don't answer his question? I think he just wanted access to that sweet Devin emote for the Xbox Ambassador. That's probably it. okay. We're gonna answer the question. Oh yeah. So today, NBA two K twenty one. This is made by. Why am I mixing Take on two? the Take Two? Thank you, Devin. So they announced that for their next-gen versions of their game, they will be $70. Yep. Um, previously, they were $60, like they have been for the last 15 years, maybe, if I'm getting that right. It's, it's been a really long time that they've been at $60 for a game. Nintendo yeah. loves to never put any of their games on sale. But Take-Two is taking the initiative and kicking these up to $70 each. Now, I... So this, there, there's a lot I mean, to talk about here. There's a lot to discuss. No, I, I, I mean, this isn't, this isn't an easy thing because we on this show have talked a lot about the, develop, the cost of development. It keeps going up. We talked about Naughty Dog and them selling 4 million copies in three days. They have like an insane budget that they will probably never release because the budget for that game is just off the charts. The amount of production that they put into that game is insane. Okay, like every time they do an animation, that's adding dollars to it. Every time they do different voice work, they're adding dollars to it. And they have produced that game like one of the highest produced games ever. Like there's no debate about that. Right. And in, and still selling that game at $60 for the amount that they put into it. Like that's it. We've always said that it just keeps getting more and more expensive. Right. So something has to change. We even had the quote from ex Sony. Um, CEO saying that it's not sustainable to sell games at this level at $60 a pop. So now take two is like, maybe take two saw that and it's like, all right, if it's not sustainable, bam, $70. 
I mean, $80, if they went to $80, that probably would have been a little too insane. And people would have been like, there's no way we're paying $80. It's like $70. I mean, is this like- For all those people that buy collector's editions and everything. (laughs) Right. And spend $250 for a statue and don't even get the game. So $70, is this surprising to you guys at all? Is this like make you say that I'm never going to buy a game at $70 price point? No, like for me, it's not surprising. Um, But to answer Fajan's question, right? So he talked about- Smart delivery, and if you just buy the current-gen version, you get the next-gen version <clears throat> for free, right? That's with smart delivery. Um, like, Take-Two is not really a part of smart delivery, so that's why they're charging $70. All of Microsoft's first-party games are only, you know, they're all going to be part of smart delivery, so they're, they're not going to charge $70 uh, is my guess for right now. I mean, maybe after two years when they don't really do smart delivery anymore or whenever they kind of phase out this current gen of consoles. Um, But I think, you know, a lot of developers are going to follow suit with uh, their version if they don't have a smart delivery type of system set up because take two never announced that they would do a smart delivery, you know, so where you buy it current gen. I mean, this is like rockstar. I mean, if you didn't figure out from rockstar that you're going to have to buy the game a third time just like when they came out on the xbox 360 and the ps3 if you wanted it for current gen you had to buy it again and it's coming out for next gen and you're gonna have to buy it again if you want the upgrades you know to the visual systems and everything else so um, i think for me the biggest thing is developers are gonna have to show that that game is worth the 70 dollars i think that's gonna what, what it's gonna be for the first little while i think putting it on or announcing it on the very first time with a sports title was not a good idea because that's basically, Oh, you have fancier graphics and a roster update for $70. You know, even for me, like, like we talked about, I think two weeks ago where I was like, yeah, I might get the Madden game this year. That was like 2008 was the last time I purchased a Madden game. Cause I'm like, I'm not going to pay $60 just for a roster update and maybe some, some graphics. You know, I want, you know, give me a reason to buy this game. And so with so much time in there, maybe it'd be worth it. But it also does another thing where it puts Game Pass in the spotlight so much more and showing you how much of a better value buying Game Pass is than having to buy those games at $70. I I agree because then you just get it for the game Game Pass price. I think they probably chose an NBA title or a sports game title to do this because like, people that only play sports games are used to just buying, buying them. It? Like, yeah. the, like for, yeah. like for us, it, it never made sense that Madden 2004, like cost $60 when you can just do an update to, to the roster, right? There's no reason that any of those games that were on current platforms should have been charged $60 every time because like, like this doesn't make sense to me. Like if this was a brand new game, like, yeah, charge $70 for Horizon Forbidden West or whatever it's called. Charge $70 for that. But if you're telling me that I can play NBA um, 2K21 for $60 on my yeah. Xbox One, and then I have to spend $70 to play it on next gen just because of the cost of porting that over, that, like, that doesn't make no, sense to me. I mean, to me you if can the- still play the, old, the current gen version on your next gen stuff. It's just not going to have ray tracing or any of that fancier stuff. Right, so but then... I don't know but then if you wait you know, until next gen to buy it or like we're on the, the extra 10. Yeah. Like we're on the PC. You bought control. I bought control. I got ray tracing because I have bought a graphics card. You didn't like that doesn't change the price of the game. In my opinion, like yeah. I don't understand like why it's like, Hey, like 
wait till you put out, you know, 2K22 or something, something that you can only get on that generation. Because it doesn't, like when you, especially the generations that we have now, like if we're talking about Microsoft, like the game that they're making for their Series S or for their Lockhart is the same game they're making for the Series X. Just Mm -hmm. the Series X gives it a little extra push to kick it to like 4K or whatever. Like that isn't, that's a that's weird to put the ten dollar price point on that ability. Yeah, no, I mean it's definitely. I don't think maybe they were testing the waters and there's going to be a lot of backlash on it. But I also I don't mind the seventy dollars for a new game, right? Like that's why I said developers have to show that it's worth that money. Um, but I I just yeah, I mean that that's going to be their problem. You know, and then the people that work really hard to make these games, it's not like they had a choice. They didn't, they didn't get to say, hey, charge an extra $10 for this just for the next-gen version. Um, so now you're going to get a whole bunch of backlash. Oh, you worked on this game? You guys suck because you're charging us more money. But, I mean, there was definitely a need because if it's not more money to buy the game up front, they have to put – you know, we've talked about this before. They have to have some kind of microtransaction, some kind of way to make up that money – when a game costs hundreds of millions of dollars to make, you just can't, you know, depend on those first couple of weeks because if it doesn't sell enough in those first couple of weeks, you don't make back that money. So. Yeah. And I guess like looking at, since, I mean, I don't play any sports games at all. So I don't know if there are um, microtransactions in NBA 2K, in the 2K series. And, yeah, it, and if no it idea. is, I don't know. like, I don't know. It just seems weird to do it this way. It's like most games that you're, you know, there's a ton of games that are just going free to play that make, you know, millions and millions of dollars just based on cosmetics and the other extra stuff that they buy. But because like, you're right. So, okay. So this year they're going to be $70 and then 10 years from now, they're going to be $80. Like this doesn't change that the budgets are going to keep going up because they're going to say that, Oh, we made all this extra money. So now we're just going to have to charge more on the next one because they're just going to keep bloating until the bubble pops, right? It's not like developers are going to be like, all right, we don't have to do as much work because we're making $10 more. I mean, the developers aren't even making that $10, but I guess if it's all digital, then they're making more than that percentage. Um, mm-hmm. Especially if you're releasing it, releasing it on the Epic Store, then you're making a lot more compared to other places. But this isn't going to change like the budgets. The budgets are going to get bigger if money keeps coming in because that's how businesses work. So... Will I pay $70 for a game that I really like? Yeah, I would like, if Control 2 comes out tomorrow, I'll pay $70 for that. I'll pay $80 for that just because I love that series. Would I pay $80 for a sports game? No, but that's just me personally. I know a lot of people probably would, so I don't know. Um, you guys in chat can tell us if we're wrong or whatever about this price thing. I think it's a tri- it's a, it's a, it's tricky because there are a lot of new, there's a lot of new price models out there that aren't just pay us a flat rate, right? Adrian wants to know if you'll pay $70 for Anthem 2.0. I'm not going to pay anything for Anthem 2.0 right now because like... You have to prove that it's worth it, right? They have to prove and show that we should buy that game. I mean, we can can get into a little bit of Anthem talk because that's what this show used to be about. So Anthem 2.0, okay, it's not going to come out until 2022. That's going to be a next-gen console and it's going to be something new, something different. Like previously, if it was just going to be an update to 1.0, there's no way that anyone's going to pay for that, right? That would have yeah. to be a free release. This is the new update. Sorry, here's my... This has to be a whole our, new game with the time. This is our apology yeah. tour. But if you, if you say you're going to release 2.0, it's going to be a whole new game. You're wiping all previous progress from everyone's accounts, and it's going to be a new game. Like how many people are going to buy that? 
like how many people are going to pre-order that it's a bioware game so i know there's going to be the bioware fans that are going to but like for me it's like you have to show us that this is not going to be (laughs) 1.0 yeah because you have to show us like you have to have to do excessive beta testing right they're going to have to show us that the game is worth buying. And the only way they're going to be able to do that is by getting it out to the people to try it out and play it for free. And they're going to have to deal with any negative impact because people are just going to trash on it just to trash on it. And, but I think the only way they can do that is really getting it out there when they actually have stuff that they can show that actually works and test it. Right. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what they do. I mean, it has to be a whole new game. Uh, I, I just but, I but mean, then again, there goes there goes all your progress. There goes all that goodwill that this was going to be a ten year. This is the HBO of games, right? And yeah. now all that's gone. So, like, I mean, there there's no trust for there. Like, Phaedron says he's not he's done pre ordering. He's not going to do it unless it's a Zelda game. So the only de- you, the only publisher developer I trust is you Nintendo. Trust Nintendo. <laughs> what? I wouldn't trust Nintendo with my Crocs. All right. <laughs> Why would you not trust Nintendo? Nintendo brings you games like The Legend of Zelda, Metroid. No. They're the best developer in the business, Fajin says, Nintendo. <laughs> Hold on. Devin, does that say you're an Xbox ambassador? Is that what that says? Um, all right, so let's move on before <laughs> Devin like, has, a, has a conniption or something. No, I mean, so, they're good, right? They're just not... I mean, once you get past... You're free from the shackles of fanboyism. Um, whoa, whoa, hold on. Did you did that just come out of your mouth? Did that just hey, happen? There's a lot of bad things that Xbox has done for sure. There's no doubt about it. All right. They did really bad things at the launch, bad system, bad everything. It was horrible. And, it, you know, it makes it hard to be a fan of that system when it's so terrible. Right. Um, but hopefully they're going to fix things and change it. Hopefully they're going to lead in the right direction. I really hate Nintendo's direction right now with handhelds because I hate playing games on a handheld. It's too small and it's really annoying and they can't do HD because they don't know what to do because they don't know how to make a powerful system. So what? I don't think they want to, but that's, that's for, that's for, that's a topic for another time. So Devin, I want you to tell us since you're the Xbox ambassador, tell us about the talk that we've been hearing about um, Xbox series S and yeah, Series S. The Series X. Yeah, so lots of lots of information coming out in the last week about the Lockhart or the supposedly called the Xbox Series S. So it's you know it's their weaker version of the system, still much more advanced than your Xbox One X, right? Um, that's where some of the information gets tricky because they're like, oh, it's targeting four teraflops. People are like, well, but the One X is six teraflops. But that's older technology. You know, the newer technology is much faster, so it's actually more powerful. <clears throat> but the current rumors right now for the Lockhart is that it'll have the same CPU, so exact same speeds, everything. So it'll be faster than the PlayStation 5. It'll have a uh, same SSD, so you can use, you know, your ex- expansion SSDs, your memory cards, whatever you want to call them, um, you know, in both boxes. The only thing it's going to have really that's a big difference is less memory. We don't know the speeds of the memory in that in the Lockhart, uh, but it's supposed to have 10 gigabytes with 7.5 available for the video games, right? Um, versus like the the Series X has 12 with 
or no, 16 with over 12 available. It's like 13.5, I think, for uh, games in that system. Um, and then you have basically they're saying it's going to be 20 cores that are active, you know, versus the 56 that are active uh, in the Series X. So um, there's been different uh, AMD tests with a 24 core chip that basically matches everything that's in the rumors, you know, rumors for the Lockhart. Um, you know, that's right around, it's like 4.1 teraflops for that, but it's just so much more advanced, um, than what we have currently, but it's supposed to be between 200 and $250 of what people think it's going to cost. So, I mean, it's targeted at 1080p, has hardware ray tracing, you know, I don't know. Is that something interesting to you guys to get into the next gen consoles? If it's only like 200 or 250 bucks, but it's only 1080p. Mike, I'll let you go on this one. I mean, I always like less expensive. That's that's definitely the way to go. Um, but but when you're when you're dealing with with um, less flops, I don't know if I'm ready for that. Like mm -hmm. like I need my flops up there. I need high. You flops. don't even know anything. You don't even know what a teraflop is. It's it's teraflops is is a thousand gigaflops. It's the thing that takes down the Greco. Um, talking about the Series S, so one thing, one thing that I've always said is that when we talk about like resolution, frame rate, and stuff, that a lot of people probably don't even know like whether they have a 4K TV. I mean, most people that in the know they know, but a lot of people do not know. You know, even if they're using the right input on their TV to give it 4K, or if it's still sitting at 1080p, right? Um, I think having a box that targets 1080p super cheap is like a like a power move for microsoft right now because a lot of people seeing a price point like if it's 200 dollars, that's insane i don't think it'll be that low that's an insane price point to like start out with a box 1080p and start playing games like halo infinite that's crazy like if it's 250 300 even then 300 dollars is probably pretty it's a really good price for a console right especially as powerful as as it's going to be and if it's only targeting 1080 it's like hey if your grandma wants to buy their kit, their grandson something, buy this thing, it's 300 bucks. That thing is going to move like hotcakes, right? Especially during the holidays. And then if you have another box that's going to target, because I think they said that the Series S was going to target 1080p or 1440, right? Yeah, so that was the rumor. both, right? So that's the rumor. And they have, you know, a lot of people are like, well, what is it going to be like in four years from now, you know, when games on the Series X, you know, on the PlayStation 5 are can't do 4k because of everything they're putting into it. But it's like, well, they have the same kind of features as like DLSS. They have those in there. So, I mean, even if you look like, uh, you know, like right now, PlayStation five, they're, they're showed off like their ray tracing, a couple games, stuff like that. Their ray tracing was running at like 540p on Gran Turismo, you know, versus what, what they were putting out for the graphics at like 4k. Right. So, they're, they're going to be able to upscale everything with their, with their, with AMD's version of DLSS. And then they also have all kinds of other, other things in there. You know, everything is current tech, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a crazy system, you know, even though it's, it doesn't sound very powerful. It's, it's just going to be so much better than what you have currently because we're not, you know, going off of five-year-old technology. Right. Well, I so, also think getting a console in people's homes, getting ready yeah. for X cloud or whatever they're going to call it, mm -hmm. like that gives people access to that. I mean, they don't even need that much power. 
if they're going to be doing cloud gaming, I mean, for yeah. as much crap as everyone gives Stadia and the missteps that, you know, they have made, like, like the technology is there and it, they have shown that they can run games. And if people don't need to spend $600 to get that experience, like they're going to have a box in the house that can do that. I mean, technically like our, you know, our Xbox one X is right now should have that same capability because you're just yeah. running something from the cloud anyway. So to yeah. put, a box in people's homes. This is like the Joker's plan from Batman Forever, right? They just need to put a box in people's homes and then it'll suck all the money and all the information out of people, right? That That's all they need to do. And this is a way to do that. And if you are sitting, you know, at Walmart or wherever you go to shop or on Amazon this holiday season, and there's a version, there's a $300 Xbox, there's a $500 Xbox, there's a $400 PlayStation 5, like, I mean, that price point is going to be huge for people, especially with Game Pass included, especially yeah. if games are going to be $70. <laughs> See, so. well, that's the thing where it's like, so with the cost, it's like, it has to be proportionately lower, right? So even, even with, like if you had a PlayStation 5 at $400, there's no way the locker could be $300 because of what people, the perceived performance difference, right? So same kind of technology, but it has less than half of the ability for the PlayStation five, right? At least in, in teraflop count. Um, so that's where the people are like, Oh, it's like 200 or 250. So that way it'd be at least like $150 difference. And I also don't think that if a PlayStation five is priced at $400, Xbox is not going to price theirs at $500, right? So they're, they're going to match, match or beat whatever the price is for the PlayStation, even though it might cost more. Um, there's still some debate about which system costs more to make uh, because of all the custom proprietary tech that PlayStation is putting in their extremely large PlayStation five. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I, I would, you know, for me, like I would buy an Xbox series X for me to use. And then I would be more than fine for my kids to use the series S, you know, uh, if you look at the information, the majority of the world still do not have 4K TVs, you know, yeah. especially in uh, other countries, you know, where systems usually cost a ridiculous amount. So having a uh, cheaper entry into the next gen is, that's targeting 1080p, I think is really smart and something that, you know, people are like, oh, it's going to hold developers back, whatever else. But basically they're making it so all you have to do is lower the resolution. It has the hardware ray chasing the same solid state drive, the same CPU. So you don't have to change anything for that. You just have to lower the resolution. And so I don't know. I think, I think it's going to be a, a really good, you know, thing for Microsoft, but now it's still the cat and mouse game of what's the price going to be and when do they reveal it? Right. Cause they, you know, you can't really reveal a, a cheaper console without giving you the price. Right. They're like, right. oh, here's this, here's this Lockhart, but we can't give you the price because Microsoft's not going to give you the price until Sony gives you the price. Like, I think people are like, oh, they have to give us a price. I think they could even go up to like the exact same month that the consoles are released and not give us a price, right? They could be like, oh, the game comes out. It could be October, and then you tell us October 1st. The game's coming out October 20th, and you can pre-order it now. You know, I don't know. Do you think so? Even like th with pre-orders on Amazon and stuff? I think they would go out like a, uh, I think they would push it up to like a month before the systems come out because uh, Microsoft wants to force Sony to dictate price and then either match 
or Xbox is going to match or undercut them. Yeah, but you got to give time for all the mark for all the retailers and marketing materials and all that stuff to go out. So you got to you got to give them more than a month because I mean there's going to be big stands. There's going to be stanchions. There's going to be that end stuff caps. That put and, up overnight. <laughs> well, no, it gets put up overnight. It doesn't. It get doesn't printed get overnight. made. Yeah, it doesn't get printed and shipped overnight. and shipped from the printing company. So when, a sticker when I, over a sign no. with the price. Oh yeah, because that's classy. That's yeah. what that's these. That's what lot. these high tier <laughs> companies do. Just put a sticker on it. Get that's your like price home, gun out. Yeah, that's Home know, Depot I mean, Sharpie. I don't know what they're gonna do. I mean, because they're it's it's both a waiting game. So they're saying they're not gonna. You know, the other rumors they're not gonna talk about Lockhart until August. Um, I oh, and that was the other thing we didn't put on here was the original launch. Uh, months for the Xboxes from Brad Sams, the insider, said that the Series X was supposed to launch in August before oh, coronavirus yeah. hit, and then the Lockhart was going to launch in October. And they were going to reveal it all in June and do that stuff. But because of, you know, you had coronavirus, and then every other issue that kept coming after that, uh, you know, Microsoft changed their plans for June because they were going to announce the Lockhart and stuff in June. Um, but then Sony kept not showing anything and then they finally showed stuff and so then other issues came up and uh, so now we're in this situation again where it's like yeah we know about it and but they're not going to tell us about it so <laughs> so I, so i what i think we should do i think we should do our predictions for the xbox show that's coming up this month i mean we don't even know when the show is yet right they haven't announced I mean, it's the date rumored for, the show. for the 23rd basically multiple people have confirmed they say right now the information we have is on the 23rd but microsoft hasn't said a specific date yet so. all right so let's make some predictions for our show we love doing this stupid prediction game i love doing it anyway um because i think it's fun so we'll just make three quick predictions of what's going to happen at the microsoft show um you people in chat if you want to make predictions as well you can do that also so i'm going to go with my first prediction all right um my prediction number one is there will be two Halo games announced at this Xbox showcase. What do you think? Two Halo games and announced. You're saying that there's no way that they're going to announce two Halo games? No way. No way, huh? I don't know. Who knows? I'll give that a five. A five. Do you know something that we don't know, Xbox ambassador? I, I just think that this is like a perfect time for... Um, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know why they would announce the second one to take away the attention from Halo Infinite. So, I mean, I'm just giving you five to give you, you know, some points. But... <laughs> just to give yeah, you some so, points. So, <laughs> SJ says two. Are you crazy? So, I, th- yeah. I think back at the time when uh, we heard about Gears, Gears 5. Was it Gears 5? Was it Gears 4? Whatever the last Gears came out, and they announced like three different um, games as um, along with the Gears franchise. There was the the Gears Pop, and then the Gears Tactics game. So I'm thinking that maybe maybe they, they might give three us three like, of them, and nobody cared about any of them, right? So. Uh, I guess that's true, but I think like we were talking about before, that'd be pretty awesome if we had more Halo games. I mean, this could yeah. even be like, hey, like low key, we're gonna drop you know, this little platform or this Megablocks game that into it. So that's my prediction, right? Megablocks, that's my prediction. blast off. Yeah. All right, Devin, what is your prediction? My prediction is they are going to announce that Halo uh, Infinite Multiplayer is free to play. You don't have to buy the game to play the multiplayer. Wow. Huh. So free to play multiplayer from Halo. So they've never done this before. 
they want to get it into people's hands. Um, I mean, but I'll then Royales, right? Except for PUBG, are free to play. Would they have like microtransactions or something that you could buy? I'm into? sure they're going to have skins. I mean, they just showed off for the Master Chief Collection: uh, armor skins, visor skins, weapon skins, vehicle skins. Uh, so I don't see any. I mean, they have to have another way to make money in Halo Infinite because they already said they're not going to do the uh, packs again, right? So the the only thing you can do is customization, right? So that's yeah. like skins for your weapons. I mean, because I like to rock the pizza skin weapons. Who doesn't, right? Pizza um, pepperoni pizza skins. Um, but so I think they're going to do a free to play multiplayer. For so everybody can get it, and that's an easy way to get it into more people's hands, and um, that's that's what I think. You, um, so SJ asked, would you would all the multiplayer be free or just a certain game mode? Uh, if they don't have a battle royale, I would say the entire multiplayer would be free. I I think I'm gonna give you eight because like I like the prediction, but with Game Pass, like with Halo yeah, Infinite Pass coming has to 10 Game Pass, members right? So ten, they have ten million people on Game Pass. But they have ni- over 90 million people that use Xbox Live, right? That are subscribed to Xbox Live Gold. So um, if you want to get all those people to be able to play from Xbox One all the way to PC and everything else, what's a, a better way to expand your market than, hey, here's free Halo multiplayer. Check it out. All right. Maybe they, maybe they don't offer every game mode. Maybe they offer parts of it. But... I mean, that's a surefire way to get way more people to play your game is when you have a free multiplayer. I mean, that's, that's the whole reason why they do free-to-play. You know, that's how you get 60 million people to download your game or that version or that piece of the game because it's free and it doesn't cost them anything. They can check it out if they don't like it. Yeah, I'm going to give you an eight while you type in your predictions so I don't forget to. Mike, what are you going to rate old Devin here? Um, because I know a whole lot about what he's talking about, and I'm That's really true. on top of what he's saying. This I'm gonna go podcast. I'm gonna go five. All right, <laughs> I like this low key. I like this low key disc that Phaedron just shot at Devin in the chat. He says, "But seriously, Nintendo is arguably the greatest publisher that ever existed." I know you've grown up, never fear, and all you care about is. I know you've grown up, and all you care about is FPS. And then, he, and then he throws the Devin emote in there. So low-key jab at Devin. All right, Mike. Uh, so you... S- SJ, so would that kind of make Game Pass pointless? I don't think so because it would give you the full experience. So maybe they only have like one mode. You know, maybe they do I – don't, I don't know what they would have to do for it. They'd have no, to I figure think... it out, right? Because Game totally Pass would give pointless. you access to the, the campaign, right? And I guess that's true. So I don't know. Yeah. All right, Mike. Well, your next, uh, your your first prediction. Um, so I got nothing going into this, so I'm just flying by the seat of my pants. Um, after after watching um, um, after watching EA play and seeing that that cross platform stuff is becoming a little bit bigger than than I guess what I anticipated, whatever so soon, I'm gonna say that the Halo franchise goes cross platform. I don't know. I got nothing. So I mean, that's already confirmed, right? It's I win. PC and Xbox. I'm going to give you one point for this one. Because it win. is coming to Xbox and PC day and date. Yes. So, But you could say maybe they have cross-play, which that's what I'm I sure they – No, you no. 
cross play because that's cross -platform. different from cross platform because yeah it is know. but um i mean they'll probably have cross play i would say for campaign that i see no reason not to but multiplayer i don't know they should yeah. i mean they should for multiplayer i don't see why they wouldn't for multiplayer i mean not if it's ranked if they're doing ranked multiplayer why? there's no way because it's it's not you have an unfair advantage on pc so if people want to jump in there and prove themselves with the controller, why wouldn't they? I mean, they should be able to do that. It's like, you, you know coming in, so don't complain if you know coming in. Because right? the internet's still going to complain, all right? No, the internet never complains. Yeah, for All right. So, so Mike, are you going <laughs> to... Don't gonna stick with that. <laughs> I'm going to stick with that because you guys aren't going to get your predictions, and so my one point is going to beat you all. I'll give you I'm playing zero. the long game. You can't, you can't give, give me a zero. zero. It's part one of the to rules ten. that I've written down. Where's these rules? They're not written anywhere. You know the rules. I'm going to put one <laughs> for Devin. All right. So my second prediction is there are going to be – so this one's – this one, this one's our – I think there's going to be four new IPs announced at the conference. If they announce more, do you still get it or only four? Yeah, like is it four? Um, at least I guess four? It, only if four? I if I make it more specific, it would be harder. So I'd imagine I get more points for that. But I think there's a lot of games that we know are coming from developers. So I think, like, after all the announcements, I think four new IPs. I mean, they have 11 new publishers that they brought into the fold, right? Developers, yep. Right, so, so like, I think four so is probably like, a good number. Like, including indies? No. Mm. Well, no, because this is going to be a first-party showcase. So this no, is, they're also showing third-party stuff. Okay, then I'm going to say four new IPs announced. Just from Xbox. Um, if I, I, I will put four new IPs announced from first party developers. How about that? I give you a three. A three? Yeah. I, I mean, that's I a pretty specific least, number. I expect at least seven plus new games. New IPs? That's why they bought 11 studios to to bring new IP. And they're going to the announce them like six months yeah. after they bought All them? these studios they bought had multiple games in the works. In the works? Yeah, yeah. but we so know they about all have new games. IP. No, Steve, we don't I'm going to have to give you a one them. on this one, bro. Like, you're, you suck. Like, <laughs> You're gonna no. You you think that they're gonna oh they're gonna announce seven brand new IPs for games yeah, that aren't gonna come out exclusive. for like three years? I yeah yeah. You, you think they're gonna pull a Sony and say this game comes out in 2023? I'm gonna say they're gonna announce games that they that these studios have been working on for a year or maybe even two years for some of oh, them. Oh, that's lame. That's like saying that's Anthem was in new IP in production for like six that's years. New IP. You know, yeah, but they're not if they're not gonna announce it, something like that. Yeah, that's what they bought the studios for. Like But they're not uh, if a game is like three years out, I don't think I don't think Phil Spencer rolls like that. No, I I don't think they're gonna announce games that are three years out. <clears throat> they're gonna announce these IPs that these studios were working on that they hadn't announced yet. Right? They're gonna be exclusive to Xbox. Like Double Fine has like three or four groups of people that make games. Uh, you know, all the studios have at least two teams that are making games. Yeah, but Obsidian Fine, has like four teams, you know. I mean, we already know about the, the things Obsidian's working on. We know they're working on Grounded. We know that um, Double Fine has been working out whatever the game that they've been working out that's going to come out on all platforms. That's the next thing yeah. they're working on. So you think they're, gonna, like, they're already ready to announce new IPs? Yeah. All right. I'm going to say this then. I'm going to say, say they're going <laughs> to... 
<laughs> you I don't can't know what change it. You already put it down. I, no, this is the point of the game. Though, like, if you're going to say, hey, that's stupid, then I get to, like, up my game. But if you think that there's going to be seven, that's like, you're ridiculous that there's going to be seven. <laughs> I'm going to say that. The face. Right. Like I don't cut. know what face that is. It's so tiny on my screen. It's like a... Huh. So what? Like, if I said if they're going to announce eight new IPs, you'd be like, no, nah, they're going to announce eight new IPs? you think they're like, going to announce right, seven or that's eight? That's a little bit higher, so I'd give you a higher score if, it was, if you said eight. You're just crazy. So go. So what, what score are you going to give me now? I'll just take this score because there's no way that they announce that. Many. I'll give you a three. All right. Give me a three. Mike, what are you going to give me? One. You suck, Mike. <laughs> um, Devin, what do you got? I think Microsoft's going to announce three new studios. Are you telling me that they've been in... No, three new studios that they purchased or three new studios that yeah, they purchased? I'm going to give so, you... A, so they're going to acquire three new Yeah, they're going to acquire three, at least three more studios. They're going to announce the acquisition of three more studios. Through, through hostile takeovers and... Through purchasing the studios uh, that want to be purchased. Uh, I mean, there's the rumors that they're already talking to some like Swedish developer or whatever, but they're not going to announce three new studios at this thing. I mean, they just purchased 11 new studios, so... I think uh, Phil's going to be like, all right, let's make some games now. So I'm going to give you eight because I don't think that's going to happen. Eight points for me. Eh, probably not. It's the average I'll, number. I'll go four. I don't know. All right, Mike, what do you got? There'll... I think that there will be an indie vampire game. That's already there. <laughs> not at this show. We don't know what's here at this show. I win at this. <laughs> uh, fine, I'll give you vamp- one. What indie vampire game do you think is going to be at the show? We're going to find out. I don't know. That's why it's a prediction. No, I want to know what Devin said. It's already there. So I want to know which one. Uh, is that about. one game that you didn't like at all that they showed off already? Um, no. So then why so, would they show it here? So I'll Maybe say, show so I'll say one that we haven't seen. One that we haven't seen. So, okay. and it has to be from an independent developer. A new vampire game. Yeah, there will be yeah, a new you, vampire game. You should just say new vampire vampire game. I'm going to give you a five because that just seems very... Okay, sure. Ambiguous. I'll give you three. Because three. you know it's going to happen. I'm so going to win with like six points in this game because <laughs> all of my predictions are going to work. All right, my third prediction, this is my final prediction, is Zero. that... Zero. Um, we, know, no. we know this is going to happen. Zero. We've been talking about it for an hour. Zero. No price point. Move on. No price point will be given for any of them. Zero. Move on. Since but I will zero, say... Since oh, it can't be zero, I, so I will say this. You I will think say that this. they're going to give the price? Or that they're I'm not? going to say they're not going to give a price point and they're going to announce release date. Ooh. Oh, you can't do a if you can't do a if and if. Yes, I can. It's his prediction. You can do yeah. whatever he wants. I can predictate whatever I want. SJ says Vampire the Masquerade is the game they showed at the third party show. Yep. yep. Yes, and they're going to show a new a new one. So, like an, so you should, yep. if you said it was a new Castlevania, I'd give you ten points. Castlevania, Castlevania, cool. that that's coming. It's I don't know if it's coming. <laughs> that's coming down the line. We're gonna have to talk uh, about that because I got something to tell you about. That. I got something to tell you. <laughs> you watch the Netflix series? <laughs> All right. I want to tell I you about. Talk to you about something. All right. So no price point will be given, and then a release date announced. Give me my points. Uh, point one. <laughs> Point one, there's no point one. It's not part of the rules. Okay, one. You're so difficult you, to play this game so with, you, Michael. So the lower it. score is an agreement, right? Lower Correct. Score do you agrees. want me to get less points? Uh, I'm going to give you like a nine. I don't think that what? they would 
announced the release date without a price. What? Yeah, they're not going to announce Xbox the release Series date. X is coming November 14th. And then, boom, mic drop, and then they just, Phil walks off the camera because he's at his house. He walks off the camera? Like, yep. like the plane? I, don't think it's, I think it's coming in October myself. But Fine. All right. Is that your Fine. prediction? Is that what you're going to put down? What's your next prediction, Devin? Uh, I just forgot what I was going to put. I didn't even type what my last one was. What was my last one? Oh, Um, my gosh. I hate you guys so much. Uh, Mine are down. I was going talking. Um, That they were going to announce four new studio acquisitions. No, three. I said three Three studios. Three studio acquisitions. Um, Let's see. So... Um, how come you didn't do the homework before? Like I was done. That's what I, I had it in my about. head just a minute ago. And I yeah. Then, then I'll go while you think. You go I'll go while you think. think. Is that cool? I yeah, think but... that a Harry Potter game will be announced. I'm gonna give you a ten because that's not gonna happen at this show. Yeah, ten. Well, there I'm gonna win with 26 points. Man, this is awesome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> just feels right we're at 20 years do you know it's been 20 years since sorcerer's stone can you believe that 20 years i i can believe it i know that there has there is a new harry potter game that is leaked but that'll probably be coming out at the warner brothers um conference yeah they they own the uh, license one of the studios that xbox is gonna buy is warner brothers so definitely get his (laughs) points and i'll get my that would be like four or five studios of it so i mean that's possible it's i mean they're buying everybody's buying everything well they're up to sale too so yeah come on devin this is not science rocket it's not that hard right um i know especially after like getting like lamb blasted by devin to how bad my predictions are i what that was your brother mike not me no i mean you and you still haven't (laughs) written down your other one i'll write it down for you i just didn't want to hit mute and type all right. I no, that's fine. Have the clickety clack of the keyboard new. in the podcast. Just don't yeah. smash the keyboard with your big fingers, man. Yeah, just like that. Smash that bell. Hit that subscribe button. I mean, I can go with an easy one. I'll just put. No, don't go with off. an easy one. Perfect dark. The yeah, come on, Xbox game. ambassador says SJ in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much to talk about. Uh, no, so I'll do um, the coalition. Is working on a new IP. There's one, and don't not making a Gears of War game. They're the studio that makes Gears of War. Yeah, so for them to make, they're working that, on a new IP. No, that's there's people that think that they should make a new IP, and give Gears of War a rest. Are you sure? Coalition, yeah. new IP. It's been announced that the coalition is working on a new IP, May twenty first, twenty twenty. What? Where I just I just made that up. Yeah, I was like, that's some boop <laughs> boop. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's see. So this comes from Gaming Bolt, Gears Five developer on making a new IP. Never say never. We're very dedicated to the Gears of War franchise, but that's not to say we don't do other things. Says Studio Head Rod Ferguson when he was Studio Head, and now he's a Blizzard. So. Yeah, the new Studio Head is the guy that was in charge when it was called Black Tusk Studios, and they were making a new IP. Yeah, so they already pretty much confirmed that they're working on other stuff. So I'm gonna that's if that's your con- predict- that's not a confirmation. I'm gonna say one. If that's your prediction, I'm gonna give you a one. That's some. That's some. Boot. No, it's not. They said that they're already working. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm glad you get to bleep it. That way I don't have to go back and scrub through this stuff. So, <laughs> Mike, are you going to rank his prediction here? Yeah. Do we get one. done with this stupid game? It's a fun game. I like it. I've changed my scores to ones for all of you on everything. <laughs> it was such a, so Devin says, Coalition new IP. All right. Very cool. Yeah, I think we've talked this thing to death, right? So, yeah, word. All right, so the, so let's do this really quick. We'll tally these up whenever this thing is going to be done, and then we'll see who is the master predictiator, and then that'll be a lot of fun. So cool. So that's it. For, so that's it for the news. Unless um, anyone from chat has their own predictions that they want to share, we can uh, we'll rank your predictions also and tell you how bad your predictions are, just like you've seen here on the show. Um, <laughs> but until those come in. I know we wanted to talk about the Avengers stuff because we didn't talk about it last week. So I think we should talk about it really quick. Okay. Um, Cause that was Mike's homework since Mike is like, likes the Avengers and stuff. One of the quick because things that we saw. Because you guys don't, right? No, I don't really like the Avengers. Um, one of the things that we saw from the war table is that MODOK is one of the main villains in this game. And I think MODOK is the dumbest villain like on the face of this planet of all time and it's a weird like thing to be like hey we're so different we're gonna bring modok into this game because the dude's a giant head and he just looks stupid and he's always looked ridiculous from the comics he looked ridiculous and the game he looks ridiculous yeah he's got the big head emote so i don't i don't know why they're just like hey like let's try modok when they have so many other villains to pull from i mean it's they, a very small a b movie video game right they could have so... picked they could have picked a dude named named phil and it would have been better than modok i, I just, agree like like modok is like crag from the ninja turtles like like no, what I is think... this all about crag crang 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 did you say crang so one of the things that i one of the things from watching the war table thing that stood out to me from people that have gone and seen it, it's about a 20 minute video. You can go watch it. Um, you can go watch it. Yeah. The, there are a lot of cool areas like from the single player story that I think look really, really cool. But anytime like Thor was rolling around with his hammer, like that gameplay looks super boring to me. It looked very repetitive and go hit this person in a circle go hit this person in a circle and then move on. Like I didn't like any of that gameplay, but seeing like moving through the helicarrier, like building up your base, that stuff looked really cool. That stuff kind of looked very, you know, next Jenny as I was watching on my, as I was watching on my phone, but any of the gameplay did not look interesting to me at all. I don't know like what you guys felt about the gameplay or that. So I have a theory about that. I have okay. a theory about that, right? So everything, everything that we saw with um, what's what's our character? I'm, I'm, I know that we can play as other as as the heroes, but our character is the new um, what's her name? Starts with a K. Galia Khan. Kermit Kamala. Kamala. There you go. Kamala. Kamala. Yeah. So. So I think the stuff with her felt new and fresh because she was new and fresh. Unfortunately, I think playing the game with the heroes, because we've all been so invested in if it's if it's just the movies that you watched from from the MCU, then that's then that's plenty of time to know what your heroes are capable of and kind of what their abilities are. Like, where do you go from there? None of that stuff yeah. <clears throat> feels like you can make it yours. 
you know, when you're when we're playing other games where we're building our characters and the play style that we want, like that that really is completely ours. But when you have Thor, he's the god of thunder, he has a hammer, he smashes things and he uses lightning, right? Like like how different can you get from that? We know Black Widow's skill set, we know what the Hulk can do. There's no discoverability there. It's it's this is what you get. Like like that can't it, it's weird to say. I, I don't think that, that this game is going to feel um, personal like a lot of the other games that we play do. Yeah, I think it would have been better off, you know, had they not used the mainline characters and made it a completely different type of game. Um, I know they wanted to use the mainline characters, but because they're not, they didn't buy the likeness of the movie you know, actors and their voices. And so there's a a serious disconnect with the characters. If you've been involved with this, you know, the movies in any way, right. To me Um, also, I mean, like it it does look, you know, not very good. Like Steven was saying, and I mean, yeah, they're going to have, you know, uh, stuff for next gen consoles and you can play. They have performance mode versus graphics mode, you know, those kind of things. Um, I mean, it just didn't seem like it was going to be, it just didn't seem fun. Right. And I don't want to play as the same guys. Like I know what they're doing. I mean, I guess for some people it could be really awesome. Like maybe they really like Thor. They really like Iron Man. Um, And so they want to play as those characters and be able to put themselves in those shoes type of thing. But I think they would have been better off, uh, you know, all new characters, you know, or even ones that were just lesser known that aren't in the series. But I think if they would have just made a whole new, you know, series and, and brought about out new characters altogether, then it would have been better off. Yeah. I think it's just weird that, you know, with the success of Spider-Man and just like making a single player game around one of your characters, like why they wouldn't try that. Cause like having Kamala Khan in there, like a new character, I mean, she's not new in the comic books, but she's new to the video game series. Not well-known character, unless you are a comic book fan. But, like, just make a single-player single player game. If you, you know, have some story bits where you play as the, uh, the Avengers, then that's fine. But making it so you have to come back to, like, hey, go play through these missions. Go unlock these costumes. Go do this. It's like, a, you know, games as a service game. It's just, like how many times do I need to go, like you said, Mike, how many times do I need to fly around as Thor and call down the Bifrost? Like that just doesn't sound like, you know what, playing through it one time, that would be cool if there was like a story that connected. It'd be even cooler if there was a villain that I cared about that just didn't seem like a giant joke because he's just a giant head that walks, you know, that rolls around on this, you know, hovering platform. So it's it's just really weird. Like there's some moments watching those scenes that it's like, this is really cool. I could get down with this. But then they start playing the game and then showing off, hey, you can put all these different things into this. You can make your character play like this. You can make him play like this. It's like, I don't want them, like, just have Thor be Thor. Like, does it matter if my laser beams are green now? Like, I don't, I don't know. And they're just, like, pounding away on robots without having them move or ha- without having them feel the weight of actually getting hit by hammer. Like, I mean, you put, you put Scarlett jo- I guess I shouldn't call her Scarlett Johansson, but you put, you know, Natasha Romanoff in here who's a human, like, is she fighting against the same tanks that Thor and Hulk are hitting? Like, even then, that's just a weird disconnect. I don't know. I 
I, I guess I'm just not excited. I, this is, should be something that I'm super excited about, but I'm just not. And I guess that's fine. There's going to be a lot of games coming out um, around yeah, that time. When does so. it come out? September. September. Pretty sure it got pushed to September. So, I mean, I mean, what what other games come out in September? Like, is there is there any other games that come out in September? Yeah, there's lots of games that come out in September. We should do some predictions on what games come out in September. Um, let's see. Cyberpunk used to come out in September, so yes, I mean they're, they're probably they're probably super stoked that that game pushed to. Oh November. yeah, big time. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, just you know, I. I don't know. I mean, watching Tony it, Hawk's it, Pro Skater one and two comes out in September. Mm-hmm. Did you say Tony Stark? Tony, Tony Hawk. Hawk's Pro oh, Skater okay. two. Skateboarding. Gotcha. Yeah, I'll I don't know. Get that. Uh, so of course you will, because that's what you do. Why wouldn't I? Yeah. So September September is actually really light. Crusader Kings, Dorymon, Marvel Avenger, Tony Hawk, Thirteen Sentinels, AVIC one one, Invector Cyberpunk was supposed to come out in September, and so they're oh, like, well, then, we're not going to put our games here. And yeah, now Destiny, it. Destiny Two Beyond Light comes out in September, so I don't know. Maybe it'll just be that a, kind of game. Yeah, maybe Phaedrin. it'll just be a month where I get to catch up on a lot of stuff. <laughs> I don't know if Adrian is into is into Destiny. So anyway, okay. I. I mean, those are the predictions. Those are the things that we talked about. And, you know, it's just not a lot of other news coming down. There's still been a lot of a lot of crappy stuff happening in the video game industry that needs to be cleaned up and people need to work on. But one of the things that I did want to talk about before we hung up the phone is I wanted to do our, you know, things that are so good. So. So good. So good. Are you kidding me? That is how it's done, my man. It's so great. Am I right? So it's always nice to highlight positive things in the world that happen because there's a lot of negative things that you can find because it seems to be what is um, reported on a lot of the news. So something that's so good that happened to us recently, me and my family is that my boys bikes were stolen. Um, so that's the bad part. That's not the good so part. Good. So good. So two of my kids bikes were stolen. They were really bummed out about it. So we had our boys like set up a lemonade stand and they um, had a drive up lemonade service. So people would drive up, they'd sell them lemonade and they would pass on them. And our community really turned out for a couple of kids that got their bikes stolen and a lot of people came and bought lemonade and they earned enough money um, over a six hour period to go buy new bikes for them. And you know what? Kids need to have bikes because kids need to be out there riding bikes and getting some exercise. So that was something really cool that happened that was very positive is that it was nice to see a community come out and support some kids that were, you know, trying to trying to learn a little bit of uh, worth ethic work ethic so that was so good do you guys have anything so good that happened uh, i had a birthday that Stephen and mike forgot about um but uh, oh come on <laughs> we did no. not forget <laughs> yeah, if you didn't have facebook so here's a funny story right i don't know i facebook. thought Stephen, uh you ha- you are on facebook <laughs> my wife is on facebook <laughs> yes your wife is on facebook and i had thought you had commented happy birthday to me so when you were like oh it was your birthday the next day when he didn't actually know i was like oh so your wife said happy birthday, but Steven did not. <laughs> I was like, dang, that's like custom real deep, Steven. Real My deep. wife is a lot more thoughtful than I am. So that is not, yeah. Um, that's undeniable. No, I, got, I got a new Halo book. I forgot to bring it out because my wife bought me a new Halo book that I actually didn't have. Which um, one did you get? It was, uh, let me look it up. <laughs> it's a nice, big, hard, hardbound cover. Uh, nice, big, hard. Yep. <laughs> Oh my gosh. What? Oh, You're talking about a book. 
You're talking about a book. Oh, hanging fruit. I don't understand. We're talking about a book here. You guys are just, you guys got your heads somewhere. Where they what be. are you talking about? I'm not talking about anything. I was talking about the hardcover book that you had. Yes. I was just stalling for time so you can look this thing up. Why is it not here? I don't know. She got it off of Amazon for me, but it's like not in my purchase history. She's been hiding. What other things has she been hiding from you? Hiding from me, apparently. Um, yeah, it was like the the mythos or whatever. Let me look here. That's right. You can you can look it up later, Mike. While Devin's looking that up, what do you got, Mike? All right. So I don't know if this fits in this category. Um, Probably doesn't. But we kind of skipped over the "What have you been up to?" section that we usually do. But the boys and I have broken out the our SNES classic. And we have been playing those throwback games that are super, super fun. And within two hours of having the, the uh, console up and being played and using it, I turned into my father and my boys turned into Stephen and I when we had our SNES console and when we were playing on it, um, you know, with the whole, it's about my turn, it's your turn, um, cords getting tripped on and the console getting pulled off the shelf and you know having it fall on the ground it's your turn it's my turn um you died now it's my turn which is kind of weird to say because you don't usually die in games anymore now you know like so finitely that you used to on um the snes system because when you died you died yeah the game was over when you died you died and you're like Um, i have to start this whole game over it didn't just save right with uh with my oldest and i we've been playing um king griffey jr baseball which is super fun um he's getting really good at it and then with my youngest son we we went through uh super mario world and started playing that having fun with that together spent one of the greatest games of all time right spent about um no joke close to three hours on chocolate island level two which is just the worst island ever. Uh, it took us forever to beat that stupid island. But yeah, it's been fun, and it was it was just super fun because we turned into we turned into that family that you know fights over the SNES controller and all that fun stuff. And then teaching the kiddos how to how to sprint and jump at the same time, like <laughs> like like you got to roll that that Y and that B, you know, roll it. Just, you got to roll it, man. So. It's just super fun. Well, it's nice to go back to the classics. I mean, Super Mario World is easily one of the greatest games ever made. So that's one that everyone should play and they should revisit often. Right, Phaedron? One of the best publishers ever. I mean, that's hands down. You can't argue with that. So um, everyone, thank you for hanging out with us in chat. It's been a lot of fun um, getting to know a lot of people, getting to hang out. I like that book. That's good. Hello, that's a good book. This was, I even had the title correct. I mean, so. All right, so before we go, SJ says, I know they aren't crazy, but my three predictions for the Xbox event are... All right, so we're going to rate these predictions for for (laughs) SJ, okay? Uh, Fable will be announced to come out in 2021. So what would you guys uh, rank for SJ here? I think that is kind of a given that we're going to be hearing about Fable. But with the launch date of 2021, I'll give it a five. I'll give you a five also, because I think that's a pretty safe prediction with the uh, rumors that have been floating around. Mike, what do you give SJ? Six. 
Six. Nice way to way to break the mold, Mike. <laughs> All right, number two. Exactly five. Exactly five new Xbox IPs will be announced. Did you just scoop me, SJ? Because I said four. You're just gonna go with five. Is this like the price of right? Whoever's closer. One dollar. Whoever's closer without going over. I'm gonna give you a ten for that because I don't think that's gonna happen. So I'll give you a ten points. also because I believe there's gonna be more. Oh, all right, Mike. What do you give SJ for scooping my prediction? Nine. Nice. Oh, for scooping right. your prediction, I think I give him all the wins. But so, but for this prediction, I'll give him five. Fear Gambit in chat also says that he's going to give him five for Fable. All right. So number three, they will announce the prices of the new consoles with Xbox Series X at five hundred and Lockhart at three hundred. Um, I. I think 500s, they're not going to do 500 because they want to come in low. Like they want to do the 400 is my guess. I, I think they, I think they want to do three, 400 also because of what Sony did last time and totally just smoked them for the entirety of the generation coming in at $400. Um, yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a I'll seven you, because I think the Lockhart can come in at 300. I'm going to give you a, a 10 because I don't, I think they'll be both lower. All right, Mike. Uh, five. Good job, Fear, Mike. Fear Gamut says there's gonna be six IPs. New IPs. Six IPs. What's what is this? You guys all just scooping? I'm gonna say there's ten new IPs. <laughs> all right, everyone. Thanks for hanging out with us. We I'll really give you appreciate a five. it. No, I give and you an eight. <laughs> until next time, there. This has been the Freelancer Codex with episode 129. Man, next week 130. That's gonna be pretty huge. 1.30, we are actually going to have some pretty cool interviews coming up in the next two weeks. Let me check my calendar and make sure that's right. Yep, we've got some, we've got some developer interviews coming up for some cool games. People that um, may have had some hand in Anthem lore. I can t- tease that, I think. And then also, yeah, and then I guess both of them. Because we have some ex-Bioware devs that are going to come on and talk about things that they've been working on recently. So until next time, everyone, please be kind to each other and stay safe. Thank you for listening to the Freelancer Codex, a podcast brought to you by the Shut Up and Respawn Network. Follow us at Freelancer Codex on Twitter or Twitch. Send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com or voice messages to anchor.fm slash freelancercodex slash message. We wish to thank all of our Patreons. We are grateful for you all. Thank you for listening to the Freelancer Codex. It's on loop. (laughs) Have a good night, everybody. See you. Bye. And stop there. And eject. And...